0: Yay! Oh. Welcome to the Grinder. I am your host, James Chapman. Joining me today is our favorite co host, Addison Corbin. Addison, I'm here. You're here? Wow. <laughs> About time. <laughs> What's going on, man? You doing um, good over there?
1: Yeah, man. Everything's good. Business is good. Um, looking on bringing on some new faces onto the team. So we're working faces. on Faces? Yeah. All right. Yeah. so. Uh,
0: you look mighty dapper this morning. Did you get a fresh cut? Man, I mean, it is just, you just on point.
1: Hair is flowing? Is that what you say? Hair is
0: flowing. See, yeah, you man. and I tried to do the same hairstyle, but look at this. Look at this.
1: You, you it, just got like this little, uh it's kind of like a string hanging off your shirt. You're not yeah. sure what you need
0: to do with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to pull just it. Just so, so you know, at 11 today, I'm getting a haircut. So let's just Uh-oh. see. That's why I tip big to to my hairstylist cuz she has her freaking work cut out for cuz when I sit down I'm like make me beautiful. <laughs> it is not easy. She has her jo- work cut out for. Her. So anyways, she, she shout out 100%. to Molly. Shout out to Molly for always giving her best. So um hey look, all right, enough BSing. We got a special guest today. Very special guest. A person I consider a mentor that I can call and just be like I don't know what to do. She tells me to put on my big boy pants and suck it up. She gives me some advice, tells me how to get it done. I think Addison would say the same. She already gave him some tips this morning. Did she not?
1: Don't ever be late. Just Don't, don't. ever be late. That's
0: right. That's right. She values her time. She wants you to value it too. Anyways, with that, Gia Gakowski, how are you, ma'am?
2: Oh, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be with you guys this morning. What an honor! I love what you've built.
0: Thank you, thank you. Look, seriously, the honor is all ours. I mean, Gia, <clears throat> Gia reminds me. So, uh, one of these um, uh, programs I'm in, they always talk about you need to have. You either need to be. You always need to try to become the guy, like the guy that, like, oh, I know a guy that knows everybody, right? That. That has a connection to everything. Gia is that person. If you literally were in the middle of nowhere and said, I don't know what the hell to do, you could call Gia and Gia would give you a solution. I'm just telling you, it's amazing. She's, she's like a magician. So, anyway, Gia, um, I'm going to rant on. I'm gushing over here. Okay. Won't you tell, uh, will you tell everybody a little bit about your background, who you are, like how you got where you are now?
2: Well, I'll be quick because I'd rather talk about you guys and what you're doing. But my name is Gia Joukowsky. I have three engineering degrees, a Master of Black Belt and Six Sigma process, um, a U.S. Customs Brokers License. With this accent, I am hysterical in Spanish. And I left corporate America about eight years ago to open my own firm, and it's called The Office Group. And I like to teach people business. Now, whether that's through entrepreneurs and how to coach and help them or Six Sigma, it's all the same to me. So that's, that's kind of in a nutshell.
0: In a nutshell. Now, you also um, work with a very large skincare cosmetics company. Yeah, that's kind I'm of not?
2: my entrepreneur, entrepreneurial code word
0: yeah so this is really what this is a question that was on my mind last night because i was very excited about this morning and i was like you know you know I was just kind of do everything you guys know, and i hate to
2: interrupt you i have no idea what they're going to ask me so this is so yeah
0: yeah so uh, she get. even asked me what we were going to talk about so i'm not going to tell you i'm not going to tell okay. you you got to wait you got to wait so <clears throat> you get to see a lot of people who are. Um, getting excited about going into business for themselves. You probably get to see a lot, way more than most people, I would imagine. What's, what's one of the main setbacks you see for people? What do, you, what do you think is one of the main things that hold them up from being successful when they're coming in with you, never been in sales, none of that, and they're like, hey, I want to do this. Something, something's kindled inside of them, and they're coming to you and, and getting on your program and starting to work with you.
2: Well, that's a great question. I think the biggest thing is nobody wants to be sold to. Nobody. So I I don't want people that sell. And I think it's a difficult switch to realize that service is the key. It's what what is in it for that other person, right? I mean, we've heard for a million years a win-win situation. You can't roll your eyes in your head enough when somebody says that. But when you mean it, people get it right? I mean, use the example of this crazy cat that's behind me. That is the best win-win situation I've ever had. It was raining. Somebody dropped the cat off on me and told me he was going to do that. I'm like, oh, no, you're not. He came back in an hour wanting the cat. I'm like, oh, no, that cat's mine. We get each other, right? (laughs) Years later, the cat's still here. You want to treat everybody like I treat that cat. Yeah.
0: So do you, do you find that, like, when somebody new is coming to you and starting to work under you, like, um, they they struggle with that concept? They think yeah. they're just going to go out there and they're just going to push product, just shove it down people's throats, and they're just going to yeah. buy?
2: And if you watch, we run into that with with everything we're engaged in. And, and with the pandemic, everybody's had to reinvent. Everybody. Yeah. Because you're either, even if you look at the little microcosm here of the square, you've got restaurants that are doing great because they've reinvented and they've listened and they make it easy and their servers became drivers and whatever, right? And then you've got those that have gone, oh, I'm going to wait, I'm scared. And that's the same thing in my world. If you'll tell me three things you want to work on, and let's just work on that, then we'll get to the fourth thing and the fifth thing if you want to. But I think what holds most people back is they don't realize they're allowed to change their mind. Yeah. They could change their mind and say, you know what? I'm going to be successful. I have no clue half of what she's talking about, but I'm going to go and do three things. And yeah. then I'll find the fourth thing. And I'm going to be good to people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And being, I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, I think knowing Gia for years, I mean, I think that is one thing that would be a common. If you said, hey, tell me a few things about Gia. You asked 20 people, probably one of the most common things is, Hey, she's authentic. She's straightforward, man. She tells you exactly how it is. Like it or not, you're getting the truth. So, you know when she says it and you do like it, it's the truth too. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's that's that's a that's a fact. I mean, I think we could all do more of that. Asan, you got any questions because I mean, I'm going to just rant the whole time.
1: Yeah. I mean, so my biggest thing is is what are some of the biggest what are the some uh, what are some of the biggest hurdles that you're seeing with other people, um, whether that be, you know, like what you just went into, or is it, um, you know, they're having a hard time getting out of their shell. Like what, what are those things that, that people are specifically having trouble with? From a
2: business perspective,
1: from a business perspective.
2: Okay. That is a good question. And I will tell you, it's, it is this simple. They honestly think business is a cookie cutter. They honestly think they have to be like whatever this guy or that girl or the look like this or do like that. Look, work ethic wins every time. Name me one thing work ethic and heart won't cure. One thing. You can't. can't. And, And they think because they, somebody's taught them this that they're not good enough. Well, you know, the people that teach you you're not good enough those that are afraid of your skills.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And if you will let all that go and say, let's work on three things. And if, if you get somebody like me that says, oh, it's this way, this way, this way, look, tell us the way you think it is, because we'll listen. But what gets in their way is not changing their mind. Look, what if your whole week from today until next Friday, You looked at every single individual and said, what gifts, skills, and talents do you bring to the table? Now, somebody like me, you could ask me to do all the detailed stuff. I could do it. It's not my strength. Right? If every single person had nothing to do with their history, nothing to do with what they've done last week, none of the normal corporate stuff of what did you do for me lately, but what's your skill, what's your talent, what's your strength, what will you get up early Watch this change and be on time. (laughs) On time to me means 15 minutes early. Just thought I'd add that in. What would you get up early to do? When you do that every day, you're excited. And excited is the attraction factor. And the attraction factor can be taught. You don't have to have it. You have to be it.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I... I, I can't think of the last time I just looked and said, you know, what's your skill, what's your strength, what's your talent? Yeah. But I think it's also, how much do you find that you notice it before the person does, and then you tell them that and they just light up?
2: Well, the best idea is always someone else's, even if you had to make them think it.
1: Mm. So
2: that's, I, I, I want to play a quick game. Y'all ready? Yeah. Yep. James might have done this with me back in the day, but I bet he doesn't remember his answer. So, in your mental chalkboard, erase it. Even the corners. Get that thing crystal clear.
0: <laughs> all right.
2: Get rid of all of what's on there, Addison. I, I
0: got. I got bad news for you, or maybe good news. My mind's always erased clear.
2: <laughs> That's what your wife told me. I knew that. Okay. So draw the following four shapes, and Addison, get that guy behind you to play too. Great. Right. Okay, tell them just listen this little part. Okay, so on your mental chalkboard, draw the following four shapes: a triangle, a square, a circle, and a squiggle. Got it? Mm -hmm. Now, without thinking too much and trying to figure out what the right answer is and gaming the system, write on a piece of paper what your answer is. Pick one that best describes you. Pick now.
1: Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. Addison, what's your friend's name? Brandon. Brandon, what's your answer?
1: I'm probably going to say a circle. Addison. I was a squiggle line.
2: I knew that. James.
1: I was saying triangle.
2: Okay, good. Watch this. All right. A triangle. You spend all day looking for a square and a circle to take advantage of. I mean to rescue so you can help them. And they need to do all the work you find for them. You have about 11 seconds to make your point. And you're done listening. You scare people. They don't understand you. But it's their fault, not yours. A square.
0: It is is their fault. All
2: day. You are looking at this pile behind me going, she needs to be on medicine. I need to straighten her out. She needs to be organized. Why are things not neat? What is the matter with her? A circle. Oh, where are the s'mores? Can't we sing kumbaya and get along? I'm talking when I should be listening if I'm a circle. I want to be friends, and I'm great on a team because I'm talking when I should be listening. A squiggle. You people, said with all due love and affection, are required to have a set of sticky notes in a square as a friend. You're great on ideas, but you are not long on completion. Now, I don't know Brandon that well, but you two I do know. And Connie Podesta was the first one that taught me that. She's a great writer. She's got all kinds of books. But here's the point: if you know that Addison is the idea guy, right? Don't get him to be the one to start the meeting on time.
1: Mm.
2: Okay. That's
1: a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> that is
2: mm. a well, but you'll be on time with me because I don't believe that. You're smarter than that, right? Yeah. You hustle everybody else, but don't hustle me. Hmm? So. I just did that quick little example so you can realize that people are being difficult. It's your fault. You've got them in the wrong slot and you're not recognizing what they're good at. Now for the three of you that I kind of did that little outline, how close am I to right on you, James?
0: I feel like you're pretty good. Pretty good. I always wonder why somebody that. doesn't understand what the heck I'm telling them.
2: Yeah. Because I know I'm right on Addison, and then Brandon was I right on you getting along, being a friend?
1: For sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. So if you got Brandon on a team, you want him to go deliver the word about what everybody wants to do because he's gonna be nice about it. Don't send me or James. Yeah. I'm a triangle. So there.
1: I got my square here too.
2: You need several squares, my friend.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, you're a square.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like I don't even I don't.
1: There's so much for
0: me to process out of that. I don't even know where to go next.
1: Well, I mean, so let's tie into it. I mean, it's, it's about understanding and having honest to God, really good leadership skills. I mean, that, that's what it is. And understanding that everybody, everybody pulls from a conversation. They pull from uh, their perspectives. They, they pull from these certain places and not everybody's going to understand that, right? But it's about understanding how they see things, right? And how they perceive them. And then being able to go from there.
2: Yeah. And And I'm going to tell you the truth. I almost went to bed for two weeks when they told me it was up to me to get along. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What? You guys aren't supposed to just understand me. I'm going to bed for two weeks. That's too much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you said that that's trying the, the mess thing. See, like I, I'm very like, if you walk in for the most part, I'm very organized. I don't like clutter at all. Like, and if I start feeling clutter just in life, I just start throwing crap away. I mean, I literally will go, I will go get a trash bag and I'll just start going through something and just tossing stuff. It, it like gives me clarity, but the clutter is in here. That's where it's at. It's just a jumbled stack of mess. In my All right, so let's
2: talk numbers, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: My sales, I, I'm, I may be in the top 20 in the nation. I don't know in August, whoop. Whoop, whoop. but because of processes I put in place, because it is up to me to get along. Even through this pandemic, I had a 42% increase in sales year over year. That's solid. And not one single time did I ask anybody if they wanted to buy anything. What three things would you like to work on? Okay, great. If I could show you some of those things, would you try it?
1: man. It's, it's, it's all about bringing value at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's not about selling. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's something that we talk about on here a lot is as long as you're bringing value and you're asking the correct questions and trying to validate that person and bring them what they actually are looking to, to bring on, then it's, it's not about selling. It's, it's about, it's being sold.
2: Well, that's exactly right. But when is the last, last time as an entrepreneur, You did a value proposition or value statement. This is my engineering side talking to you on what you bring to people. Where's your value proposition? Can you write one with every transaction you have today on what you gave that person? Like for us, we had to totally reinvent going through the pandemic, right? Instead of the face-to-face relationship, the things we normally did, we had to flip it to where it can all be done virtually and seamlessly.
1: Yeah.
2: But are you willing to take one transaction today or by Monday and create your personal value statement? Like when James asked me if I could do this, James's, you know, value to me, although it was incredibly high already, that was an honor. He didn't have to ask me to do that. And I think we forget sometimes what recognition and um, honoring somebody really brings to the value statement proposition. Just do one. Now, here's the other one. Whoever or whatever is on your nerves the most, do a value proposition on it or them, and then have a conversation with yourself about boundaries.
0: Mm man, now you went full spectrum on it. Like you, you talk about both ends. Wow. Yeah. Um,
2: Too many people have been trapped into an emotional decision-making skill set that is very different than a boundary driven value statement decision set.
0: You you know, though, I, do you think that comes easier to you just because the way you work? I mean, like your whole, you know, engineering side
2: Addison do you see me roll my eyes and my head at him
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
2: do you see how the triangle immediately went to making a reason why he couldn't do something that's what triangles do don't you like it how I'm talking about him like he's not in the room on, I'm good
0: with James. it James with look but I'm asking on behalf it. of our listeners
2: no I think anybody can do anything that, a value proposition I'm just trying to get people to add two and two and get four yeah I'm trying to get them to not stay in the old world of where you had to go to work every day and it was what you had done for me lately to do an honest assessment for the way I'm wired, for the way I think. What value do you bring to me and what value do I bring to you? I think everybody can do it if they say you are allowed and expected to do it. When's the last time at any corporate job, they said, oh, I want you to do a value proposition on how good you think it is to work here. Never. Make no mistake, when I was in corporate America, I could make a grown man cry by 830. <laughs> I might I not speak of that, but one of my <laughs> Georgia Tech guys, I could get him by 815.
1: <laughs> I don't even doubt it. I don't. Uh, I, you know what? I almost I actually almost dropped the tear as soon as I got on here, so... <laughs> See,
0: mm. you know, gee, in the military, we used to call that squaring them away. And, and you know, I think somebody got their, uh He might be a squiggle line, but he, he sure as hell got his his ass squared away.
2: But why not square our own selves away? Mm-hmm. Why not look at the value proposition of each transaction and get close? Look, I'm not asking for four decimals. I'm saying, are they a 10? Are they a hundred? You know. Yeah. And what's your personal standard of acceptance?
0: Probably much lower than it should be. I'm sorry? I said it's probably much lower than it should be. Probably lower than what I would allow myself. You know what I mean? Like I I don't allow my standard to be lower than that. You know, when I look at myself and what I think I can do and what I bring.
2: Hey, Addison, watch this. Hey, hey, James. Yes, ma'am. What if every value proposition had to meet the standard of what was acceptable for your lovely daughter
0: yeah mm. yeah. that's a good girl I, I mean, think, he,
1: man, I that's, think that's, you just broke how, James that, that, did what now I, said, I think you just broke James
0: yeah like I might have to tear it down and restart
1: but
2: look guys <laughs> you deserve that
1: you yeah. deserve
2: to be with people that say How, what three things, not 33 things do you want to work on today? You deserve to clear out the clutter and just pick a few things and get those done.
0: Yeah. Gee, you got, me, you, got me in, you got me in deep thought over here. I love that. That's awesome. Man, this, is, this stuff's invaluable. Can I, can I bounce back to something really quick? Talking sales. Mm-hmm. Now, you're in sales. Mm-hmm. I've been in sales 17 years now. I think people are new to sales, all right? I think the definition can vary. But, you know, I think you talk about people coming on and then they try to sell, sell and i think that's a misconception of sales i think they're looking at they're looking at it as the transaction they're looking at the the they're thinking of sales as a transaction and not that consultative how can i help you piece that's to me is real sales i'm a salesman and me being in sales my purpose is to help people every day not close a transaction and I think we live in a world that's kind of got this stigmatism around the the term sales. Do you, do you agree with that
2: yeah i mean i do i i I think that's right, but if you want to be good at something and you value the other person, even though with me i and you you guys said it earlier i mean i do I know a few people, but I'm surprised at the people that don't call me to buy the things that I sell, right? Mm -hmm. However, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt that because there's so much being dumped in on them, what I do is not top of mind, right? It's Mm -hmm. just not. And they're not trying to exclude or forget me or leave me out. I just have to realize they have so much on them. If I am of good service and I make it easy, Service is different than selling, and that's one of those bridges you got to cross, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys know I can refer a lot of business. If you're on the good list, I can refer a lot of business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know,
2: and if okay. I do it, well, you go get it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but but say, it, why is it not as honorable to sell as it is to buy? I'll tell you, nobody wants to be sold to. Everybody wants to shop and be valued.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I can state as a consumer of yours, you know, that is very much, you know, I I I think it also comes back down. Let me actually now I'm kind of thinking back through our last transaction. You know, you know me number one, but I think you're probably just really good at reading people, and you knew what I want. You know, I was like, no, no, no BS. Like, hey. I've already looked. I know what I want. You were like, uh, this or this, this or this, this or this, here's the link. You're set. Have a great day. You need anything. You let me know. Boom. And I was done. And that's what I valued. You know what I'm saying? You valued my time and you already knew I had a decision. Like you didn't try to take me down a rabbit hole somewhere, something else. I didn't want any of that. I knew what I, that one item I wanted and you were making it happen probably cause you were just as busy as me too. Right. So, you know, that's what I really, I think that's an important part of sales. I'm ranting here, but you know, guys, gals, you know, make sure you're learning how to read people and what they want from it. You know, don't get in the habit of always that you do this every day. So you just have your one method.
2: You want to, you want to know the trick to learning to read people.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Right. Just practice.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. Just practice. And if you have the guts, get you an advisory board of just a few people you would have coffee with and say, look, I think I'm doing okay, but on the last several transactions you've had with me, what could I do better? What would have made your experience better? So you just did a couple of things. You valued that person, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You took it, you didn't, you know, wear your feelings on the shoulders, And then maybe you had to explain why you did something a certain way. I mean, the truth is in any business right now, that's commodity driven. The fact that the manufacturing facilities are up and running uh, here in the U S that's phenomenal. But I think, you know, your point about sales, James, a lot of people think they can't because they don't realize there's just a few steps they've got to conquer. It's what would make that person walk away, going. That helped me. Not, yeah. I gotta sell.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, definitely. If it's if it's just closing, if it's about you, especially for newer people in sales, you know, you're hungry. I get it. But like, if it, if you're just going out there thinking you're just going to drive sales numbers, and you you're going to get some transactions, but that's all they're ever going to be is transactions. You will not grow. You will plateau so quick because you won't have repeat buyers.
2: Well, and the thing that you two are very good at is dependability. I would never hesitate to say call either one of you for what you do. If somebody yeah. asked me and they were in your area and that and that's what I wouldn't hesitate. Yeah. Because yeah. I know you're going to treat them right. Yeah. And I might have been the kind that I send secret shoppers.
0: Oh, I actually would not put that past you. Yeah, not, not don't even even, I don't think I haven't. Yeah, I would not put that past you at all.
2: Right. I did it to a friend of mine. I had, um, I know a bunch of people, three different people that do roofing. And so one of them was kind of new and, you know, but still. So I had somebody that needed a roof. And I said, look, I need a little data. Will you do a little intel for me? You know, people love to be a spy. They mm. love it. So I gave them the three to call. One failed miserably. One did exactly what I thought he would do, and he did great, and the other one did okay. So then I had another one ask me about a dadgum roof. I said, look, I need a spy. Do this. Same thing happened again. I sent the third one. Same exact thing. Okay, guess what? One of them is not getting, I'm never asking anybody to call them again. And the mediocre one's out, and the one that I thought would do well, didn't. But if you're not sure about what you're doing, get some people to do some secret shopping for you.
1: And I I, want to touch base on on what you just said there. Um, Uh Something we touched base on probably two weeks ago was business equilibrium. And what you just said was one did exactly what you thought they would do. They did great. The other one did, you know, kind of okay. And then the other one just did terrible. That's business equilibrium. You're always going to have certain businesses that will do a really good job. 100% of the time. Those are excellent business. The ones that, you know, you're like, okay, well, they could get the job done if they needed to, but I'm really, yeah, I have to call them once, twice, maybe three times to get them on the phone and then walk through that. Then you have the other side where that other person just, it's just shitty business. Excuse my language. Um, it's one of those things where where the people who do a good job 100% of the time, 99% of the time, those are the ones that are going to succeed and pass and, and survive pandemics and be able to maneuver when they need to maneuver. Um, and I think that's a lot of us here.
2: I think that's right. But the sad news is the one that did terrible surprised me. I did not think that was going to be the result. Yeah. I thought that one would have done great. And as a matter of fact, that was the first one I recommended. I said, well, wait a minute. I don't know for sure. Let's test this. But when it was all said and done, the one that did great, I picked up the phone and called him. I said, just so you know. And then I wrote him a letter.
1: <clears throat> and and when you're, is- you're looking
2: at that it factor, how many, how many honest to goodness, thank you notes have you guys sent out this week? Not a text.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I have somebody in the office doing it, so that's probably a, that's, that's cheating a little bit.
1: <laughs> uh, as far as buy-in, I haven't sent out anything this week, and it's Friday. However, I will say that we did send one or two last week.
2: A good excuse for bad behavior is still a good excuse.
1: That's exactly right. And, and look,
0: it's, it's proven. The, the reason this podcast is happening right now is because Gia sent me a letter. And said, Hey, at the end of the day, if anything else, let me know what I can do for you. But even if you just want to get have some uh virtual coffee. And I was like, Oh, I'm down. Let's let's get some coffee together. Let's have a Zoom meeting, get some coffee. And it's like same day, light bulb goes off. Oh my God. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if if Gia just like matrix me to make all this happen, I don't even know it right now. Might have.
2: (laughs) We'll confirm or deny.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, um, God, I had a great question for you. And then I got off on matrix stuff. Um, uh, but you know, talking about the businesses that don't, you know, the talk about not doing well, messing up, that brings me back to another point. Like, um, we deal with so many transactions in here. Okay. Like just normal day transactions, payments. We work with third parties, mistakes happen. Carriers mess up. I mean, it's just, it's insurance. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of two people, two sides. So mistakes or just system errors, all that stuff happens. So we have to deal with it. That's what we're here for. Um, and, I'm very much in tune when somebody complains pretty much. I, I am, I am the complaint department. If they want to speak to somebody higher up, my whole team knows, send them to me. Look, if you, that's the thing. Think about how many times you've been to a restaurant and you ate the food and the service was crappy or the food was crappy and you didn't say a thing. You just paid your bill and you left and you said, I'm never going back. Right? So same thing for your business. When somebody complains, that might be the only one out of 10 that were unhappy. Listen to what they have to say and take value in it. Even if they're just pissing and moaning. If they are, still, you know, thank them for it. Like, that is such a huge opportunity. Huge opportunity. And you miss out on ways you can get better if you don't say anything, you know?
2: So what's your favorite clothesline when somebody, you know, a closing line, so you know you listen to them when somebody truly complains?
0: Um, well, number one, I validate it. I don't try to tell them whether wrong. So I always validate it because I want to be comfortable. I won't tell me. But at the end, you know, I, I, man, I'm a, I kind of just go with the flow. But my main thing I always try to sum up is I would be frustrated too. I value your business. I appreciate you being willing to tell me all this so I can make this place better. And I, and actually that is not true. now I'm talking about it. I do have a closing line. I I say, you you know, no business is perfect, but a good business is a business that owns their mistakes and tries to get better every time. And that's what we are here. And I appreciate the opportunity you allow me to do that.
2: That's right. My favorite is, you know what? I've heard you and I understand what you're saying. Tell me what I can do to make it right.
0: Hmm. Like that short and simple.
2: And you know what? Most of the time the answer is I just wanted somebody to listen.
0: Yep. That's a good point. That's really good. Yeah. If you're not taking that stuff, you could keep letting that go to voicemail and not returning that calls dumbest move you can make. Yep. I mean, I, I would I would forego calling an opportunity for a new sell. I would let that go to voicemail before I'd let the complaint go to voicemail. That's my personal opinion. You do it however you want. I'll do it. However I want. But that's, that, that's, that's how I'm going to do it. See
2: how do think? you perceive a professional when their voicemail is not set up or they say, I want text only?
1: Oh, mm. I mean, yeah, we get that a lot in real estate. Um, it's, it it almost it almost feels unprofessional. It's um, yes, like
2: you want me to communicate your way, Mister Triangle or Square.
1: Right. You've
2: forgotten there's other voices.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But on this end, just from my opinion on, you know, the Corbin team over here, we don't really let too many calls go to voicemail. James Chapman. Good, good.
0: Sorry, man crushing it over here we only tell you <laughs> i talking smack now
1: no um
0: hey
2: you know what i heard his mom was getting him for christmas though because he'd done so well in sales what is what's that a watch
0: a watch oh because i can oh. <laughs> oh, I love it i love it um man this has been an awesome we we've we've almost well no we haven't burned doing it g and i have almost burned through an hour
2: no, I'm good till we can do the whole thing. I'm good. I've called right. out time for you guys. Y'all are important. And you know what I love about what you're doing? You're taking your time to invest in other people that may just have some questions. So, and you're giving them the most valuable thing you have, your time.
0: Yeah. We have a blast doing this. It's been really great and we have learned tremendously. Um, We just try to soak up as much as we can from, you know, having all these awesome guests on you included. So it's, it's great. It's really great. Um, I, one other thing you and I start talking about before, before we started, you know, talking about the complaints. Okay. Like if somebody uh, has a complaint, valid complaint, hearing them out, but going back, that's always opportunity for growth. Let's talk about the, the pandemic shutting everything down. Like, I think that's an opportunity, an absolute huge opportunity to reevaluate may hurt, but you don't really, maybe you don't have a choice in that, but you do have a choice in what you're doing with everything that's coming at you in this situation. And, um, you know, we have changed so many things stopped for just one minute of just how we normally do business and go, well, it's dead today. What can we learn? What's different? Oh, wait a minute! Now I got a second to actually ponder on this and see what we can do to make it better, or how we help a client a little easier. Those kind of things. And uh, you started to talk about some of the things that you were trying to focus on, and 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 we um, we didn't get to hit on it earlier. So I'd love to get your opinion on how you react to the pandemic.
2: Well, that's a that also is a good question. I, I will tell you. I... <laughs> The truth is there were some things in my business I just didn't like, right? I just, you know, trying to catch up with people. Their schedule is busy. Y'all have never been put off, right? Oh, I'll get to it. And that really, because I love to work. I mean, I don't care what business I'm in. I love to work. So this has really been a windfall of opportunity for me because now Because we do a lot of samples. So I can mail them the samples of their skincare or whatever they pick. And we've got some um, computer links that make it super simple. So I've looked at it and said, what is my number one pet peeve? And how can I now create more time? So instead of, and and I'd love to get together one-on-one, but that's not really possible in a lot of cases. So I've taken it and said, okay, how can I make this easy for the client?" But most people are operating from a sense of fear. And right now, you're either gonna get up and do it anyway and be afraid, or you're just gonna be afraid.
0: Amen to that.
2: So, if you get some buddies and say, All right, what have I learned? How do I do this? So, I created a packing station, right? So, it's easy. I did the research, and I'll let y'all in on a couple of secrets. Pirate ship is cheaper, and I can buy stamps at less than face value off eBay, and it's legal, right?
0: Wow. Genius.
2: Of course she is. Cause she expects <laughs> to be. Because I hang out with geniuses, right? <laughs> I look at what's the pain point and I make it easy. And then I taped a little note to my phone that said, Who do you know? So I'm asking people, who do you know that might like a professional skincare analysis or a makeover of some kind, or they need gift from clients? I'm asking. Because so many people have spent so much time at home right yeah and then i will say is there anybody that you need to know or a connection that you need like i've got somebody right now that owns 174 hotels that's a lot all over the united states if you are taking you and your team somewhere she can get you a deal Savannah, Atlanta, Nashville, um, down there by my parents in Destin, um, Fort Walton on the beach, you know, crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think in this pandemic, if we'll look at who haven't we called and said, hey, I'm checking on. Who do you need to know? Is there anything you really need right now? Whether they purchase anything or not, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not going to hold that against them or for them.
0: Yeah, it it goes back to, like, you ever have the phone call with someone? I'm speaking to everybody here, so think about it. You ever have the phone call with someone, and then you get off the phone, and you realize the whole time they were just asking you questions about you, and you talked about yourself the whole time? And you're like, huh, man, they made me feel really good, but I didn't ask them a single thing. Yeah, like, you need to try to become that person. Yeah, You need to try to become that person. And I catch myself all the time, where somebody will ask me a question, man, and I'll get in it because I'm excited. I'm excited about everything that's going on because if not, then I'm just going to sit around and be sad for myself, right? So I get excited. You know, they're asking me what's going on with this or that, and then I rant, 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 and then we get off the phone, and I never once asked them. So that is powerful, Gia, so powerful. One of the things I've tried to work on is also always ending with, hey, is there anything I can do for you right now? that one little thing and 99% of the time they say, no, I'm good. I'll let you know. Right. Um, but that goes such a long ways, such a long ways, man. It's, that's so powerful.
2: But think how many people won't engage in their sales career because they got mixed up thinking it was a sales career. when Really. It's a service career.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say this, I will say at some point you have to have the fundamentals of sales and then it has to maneuver back into that service aspect. Um, Because I I think to to cut your teeth in the sales, like let's say you start a sales career, you've got to have that fundamental thought of like, hey, I'm going to go out and bring the beast back. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have to learn that you have to start molding that and say, yeah, I'm going to go out, bring the beast back. But then I'm going to also see if that beast needs anything, right? And does it have any friends that need some help? And then how can I now help that whole process grow? So I I, think that's
2: right. But you know why I think most people won't go look for the beast? They haven't defined the beast they're going to look for. They just get afraid because there's so many beasts out there. And what I think the click, the missing link is that value proposition if i'm only going to go look for peacocks right you know the beautiful but you know all that then i'm going to have enough sense to leave the penguins alone right and they don't define what they're going to go out there and get
1: right
0: yep been guilty of that many times
1: me too
0: shotgun approach
1: let's see what happens No, but I mean, that, that, that's, that's, that's that's very important. And I think we've touched on a lot of sales. I think we've touched on, obviously, a lot of leadership, um, mm-hmm. thanks to Gia. Um, and I, I think this is, has gone a very – it went the exact way that I thought it would go.
0: Yeah. I, um, is there a resource for that? I, I want to learn more. I'm going to Google, I guess, but the square, circle, triangle.
2: Connie Podesta is her name. Um, There's also another book that was written by a guy here in Atlanta, and I can't call his name right now, but it's called "What Hue Are You?" H U E, like the color, uh-huh. and it lets people pick colors and it tells you a lot about the way their personality works. I almost hired a guy one time until I had him pick those colors, and then I went, "I'm not hiring you."
0: Right? <laughs> That's awesome. What hue are you? Okay. Yeah. And there's you get- all- how can people? All- Say, I'm sorry, say again.
2: It's little cards that you pick oh, different okay. colors and then you get kind of like the triangle, square, squiggle thing. But Connie Podesta is a world-renowned speaker and a fantastic writer.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up uh, Connie and see some of her stuff. One more thing I want to touch on, or not even touch on. I just want to ask you something, Gia. Okay. What is one thing that you want to leave off on that would be beneficial for someone new starting their business mm. or growing their business it could be anything but what is what is your what is one piece of advice you have for them
2: working with the right people always wins there's some people that are not your assignment yep and as a leader people will call you and get you to do things and cause they know it'll be done well. But if you're really going to be an entrepreneur, you got to practice boundaries and there's just some people you don't need to play with.
0: Yeah, yeah. Every Same time. Advice. Every time. I mean, Hey, um, to all our guests, thank you. Um, I said our guest. Look at me. Gia, I'm just right. starstruck. To all our listeners, thank you. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast, do me a big favor. Maybe go down here to the star rating and you know, click on one of them stars. See which one you like. Maybe a five. I don't know. Let's see what happens with it. Hey, if you're feeling really good, especially after Gia just brought all this knowledge, hey, why don't you go ahead and share that thing out with somebody. Get out of the bottom. It's a little square with the with a little arrow pointing up, you click that, you send it to a friend, say, hey, listen to this, tell me what you think, right? That's how you start building that, uh, that council group that Gia is speaking of, where you can start having conversations and there are people that will shoot you straight and tell you how to be better or where you're failing. You need more of that in your life. You don't need more like buttons on Facebook. You need more of that in your life. That's what makes a difference. All right, Gia, where can people find you at?
2: Uh, I'm at the office group US.com or, um, I'm here on the square in McDonough. My email is pretty easy: Gia, J-E-A at J-E-A-G dot org. Or ask one of you two because y'all have me on speed dial, and I always answer when y'all call.
0: That's right. That's that well. <laughs> that is true.
1: And look at it, making me feel good. ask yep. you got anything for us? Uh, Gia, I want to say thank you very much. Two, I want to say I was want to apologize for being late this morning. And three, this has been an amazing podcast. Yes. It has gone exactly the way that I thought it would go with a little bit of a twist, obviously. And I think there's a lot of people that are going to get value out of this. Yep. And that makes me happy. Right. Um, our listeners are growing. I mean, we're pushing a little thousand number each month. Um, and I would just want to say, I appreciate every single one of you that are, that is listening and don't be afraid to give us a little bit of value back. Feel free to share this. Feel free to tell us if you want somebody else on. And if you want more Gia, we can give you some more Gia. Just let us know.
0: And with that grinder out.
1: All right.